Welcome to the Wet Podcast, episode number 11. Podcast writing education and technology for November 14th, 2014. This is episode number 11. Uh, my guest today is Denise Winters, who has successfully completed uh, National Novel Writing Month, NaNoWriMo, three times, and she's now on her fourth. Uh, so, since it's November, I thought it'd be a good idea to talk to people who have completed it. So, um, at the beginning of the month, you might remember in episode 9, um, I talked to Ashley R. Carlson, and today I'm talking to Denise Winters. Uh, personally, as you know, if you listened to the solo cast last week, I've decided not to do National Novel Writing Month this month uh, for various reasons, most of which I just I knew from the get-go it was unrealistic, so, uh, so that was it, you know, I, 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 I guess I quit before I started, um, but I'm totally okay with that, though. It's, November's a crazy month. But uh, I thought it'd be fun to listen to people who have done it and have completed it. And this is uh, this is an interview with somebody who has done that. So maybe you'll uh, get some nice tips out of this and stuff like that. I think it's amazing, you know, that people will just sit down and decide, okay, I'm going to write 50,000 words this month. And it seems like everybody's got different techniques and different reasons for doing it. Uh, people are in different times of their lives. Uh, a lot of people are in full-time jobs like Denise's. And uh, they, they find time to do it, which I guess saying that out loud makes me feel bad for <laughs> for not doing it. But I'll be okay. Uh, don't worry about me. I'll be, I'll be fine. So, uh, so yeah, that's it's, it's really exciting. Uh, you'll notice during the interview that the uh, internet connection that we were on wasn't the best, so the, the audio quality of this particular podcast is uh, is good, but not as good as uh, perhaps some of the others that you've heard in the past. You can find the show notes for this at ericmarshall.net slash wet. This is episode number 11. And you can find uh, the archives of, the, uh, of all the previous ones at that same address, ericmarshall.net slash wet. That's E-R-I-K, Marshall with two L's, dot net slash wet. And once again, what stands for writing, education, and technology, in case you weren't clear on that. You probably noticed that um, the focus lately seems to be more writing than anything. And part of that's National Novel Writing Month, and part of that's where I am, personally, uh, to be honest with you. So, um, I'm not apologizing for that whatsoever. You can find me on Twitter at emarsh. My name is Eric Marshall, in case I didn't mention that. But yeah, you can find me on Twitter at emarsh. I do have a Twitter uh, account for this, uh, Wet Podcast. I don't really use it much. I, I use it mostly just to announce new um, new episodes at the moment. But feel free to go ahead and follow that as well if you like. Uh, you can find me on you know Facebook and Ello and Google Plus and <laughs> wherever else you can just do a search for that if you want. 
And uh, Denise t- tells you her Twitter handle at the end of this podcast and the end of this interview. And you'll, uh, you can find that stuff, like I said, in the show notes today at marshall.net slash wet. I do appreciate iTunes reviews. Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes. Search for the wet podcast or just wet um, or link from the from my website, AmericanMarshall.net slash wet. You click the big orange thing, I think uh, it goes to iTunes. Somewhere in there I have a link to iTunes. I don't know. But anyway, you can find it. It's not that hard. Um, if you listen on Stitcher or anywhere else, same same deal. But um, reviews on iTunes really help me uh, float to the top and stay kind of uh, findable in iTunes. I, I do appreciate any reviews you can do on iTunes. Even just the, just the click the stars. That's all I've got today. You've heard enough from me. Let's hear from Denise Winters. Thanks for listening. So, welcome to the Wet Podcast, episode number eleven. Uh, I have with me today Denise Winters. Uh, Denise, I found you through Kboards, and for people who don't know, Kboards is a um, uh, forum for writers, basically. Um, and I, I, I put out a call for people who have finished National Novel Writing Lunch uh, for NaNoWriMo, and uh, you responded, so I thought I'd interview you. So here we are, <laughs> in the month of November. So um, first of all, just go ahead and introduce yourself. Oh, hi, I'm Denise Winters. This will be my, I want to say, fourth time doing National Novel Writing Month. So this is your fourth time. You have succeeded three times. I have. Well, that is excellent. So, and that was the thing that fascinated me most about your about your uh, about your response to me because um, I've I've participated in National Novel Writing Month a couple times myself. I have yet to finish. <laughs> uh, my last guest finished last year, and and she said it changed her life. So, what I'm interested in is, um, first of all, what made you decide to do it the first time you did it. Well, I had finished college and I was looking for a way to restart writing. And I remember several years ago when I was in high school, actually, a teacher just made an offhand reference to this National Novel Writing Month. And I had forgotten about it completely. But I decided it would be a good way to get back into writing and to also have kind of a built-in support group. And also, I think that having a deadline really helps me. So I just looked it up and jumped in that way. You've you been told about it and you decided to do it and that you, you liked having a deadline and a community, right, and basically? Basically, yes. Yeah, yeah. deadlines are huge. <laughs> Without deadlines, it's very hard to get anything done. So you sat down on November 1st of, what, 2000, must have been 11, right? 2011. Uh, three years ago, right? Two, 12, yes. 
Yep. And you sat down on November 1st of 2011, and you started writing what? What did you write that month? Oh, goodness. I can't even remember. I know it started out as a almost surrealist piece about werewolves, but it ended up having to do with um, the steampunk stand setting in New Orleans. Okay. So you started off with uh, a, a, a supernatural kind of werewolf thing and ended up with steampunk in New Orleans? Yes. <laughs> All in the course of one month? All in the course of one month. And part of it is I'm not much of a planner. And also because I do have the deadline and I was just trying to meet the minimum where it goes. And also I wanted to try something that I normally don't write and I thought that November would be a great time to do it. So I just sat down with no plan except the briefest idea and started writing. Isn't that funny how that works? I, I've done the same thing many times where I start off with one thing and I end up with something completely different. Um, Maybe not as different as what you've done, but still something very different. So, um, and what was your uh, what was your process that first time? How did you get from zero to fifty thousand in in November? Well, I'm lucky enough to be a part of a group that's pretty active as far as hosting write-ins. So there were there were a lot of opportunities to go out and write with others and to do kind of word wars with each other where we compete to see who can get the most words in a certain amount of time and that was very inspiring and motivational to me also I do have an office job so I was able to get in 20 or 30 minutes on my lunch break which really added up and something that has been really really useful to me Oh, sorry, I should have asked this question before. Um, is it okay if I mention the specific um, product that I use, this free-to-use? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, it's write or die, because one problem I have is that I will overanalyze when I'm writing, even as I'm writing it. So the write or die software really forces me to keep going no matter what, and that was helpful as well. Yeah, I, you know, I've used Writer Die before because it has it's a it can be a full screen word processor, right? But it also has these um, time it it has like a time situation, right? Where you can set it for different settings and it forces you to keep going. Is that is that how it works? That's right. I actually use the Kamikaze mode because if I oh my pause, gosh, yeah, it'll start eating my words. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was always afraid to use the kamikaze mode because on the other modes, it, it, if you stop typing, it it makes annoying noises and, and buzzes and does the stuff, right? And you can set how much time and how much you know you can stop typing. But in kamikaze mode, if you stop typing for any period of time, it starts, like you said, eating your words. It starts deleting yes. what you've written. Yes, and I guess... Um... My bad computer at the time helped me too because it forced me to use that mode because the microphone and the audio wasn't working on the laptop I had when I first started. Okay, so uh, that so, so you using go ahead. Also, the annoying sounds wouldn't have really prompted me. 
Oh, I get what you're saying. Right, right, right. So you wouldn't hear the annoying sounds. Right. <laughs> so you so you had to go with something more more drastic. Did you ever have it eat your words? I did many times. Oh my gosh. That sounds so stressful to me. <laughs> I never do use kamikaze mode on Red or Die. I'll put a link in the show notes um, to to that software. It's it's actually really interesting and really cool. <laughs> but oh yeah yeah wow. So you um so you had this writers group. Did you guys meet in person? We did. We um we use we meet around town. Um, usually at a bakery or a coffee shop, and. I say we we host about two to three write-ins a week during the month of November. Okay, that's really nice. And so you uh, so you hold each other accountable, basically. You meet and you check in, talk about how much you've written since the last time you met. You sit down, you write, and you kind of encourage each other, basically, right? Right. We even bounce plot points and quizzes quiz each other for character names. Oh, that's cool. And did you know these people before? I did not. And finding them was definitely a great surprise, though. Oh, that's awesome. Um, what Do you mind if I ask what geographical location where, where you are? Um, we're in the, we're the Tallahassee, Florida region. Okay. We... Uh, Last year, I was looking for some communities here in uh, Michigan. I live near Ann Arbor, and there was one here in the city I live in. And I, I just kind of got cold feet. I didn't want to, <laughs> uh-huh. for some reason, about going and like writing with them. I don't know why. Um, it might have been also the timing. It was a time of day that wasn't as convenient for me. But now, I, now I wish I had done it last year because I'm not, I'm not doing NaNoWriMo this year. So, <laughs> but. <laughs> um, that's great. So, what did you? Uh, so, you had this writing group, and you had write or die, which, um, which is awesome. And then you were you were doing twenty to thirty minutes at work, which, like you said, adds up. Um, and so, did you write every single day in November of two thousand eleven? I did not. There were a couple of days where I did no writing, and then there were a couple where I didn't meet the minimum. Okay. But you made up for it, obviously. I did. Um, it actually involved Black Friday. Um, I found some people through the Na- National Novel Writing Month forums who were hosting an online writing that day. And so it was just me in a coffee shop and my new online best friends in the chat room encouraging each other. And I was actually able to do about 7,000 words in that one day. To catch myself up. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that that caught you up. You were back on track. Mm-hmm. How long did that take? Seven thousand words. Um, I think I was there for about six hours. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. So, I find that I can write um, a thousand words in maybe thirty or forty minutes, but once you get to like that three thousand, maybe it gets a lot slower. Yeah. You know, like the first thousands, no problem. But then it's it gets, it just gets harder for me anyway. I don't, I don't know if you have the same, the same I have, issue. I have the same issue. I'm actually a pretty fast writer on my first draft, but only in about twenty minutes spurts. Yeah, it sounds. Long, yeah. That sounds about right. Which which is ideal for you if you're taking twenty or thirty minutes and you break at work, right? Right. 
Yeah. Yeah, that takes some discipline for sure. So at the end of the month, so November 2011, you have this steampunk New Orleans thing. Um, wh- uh, what have you done with it? Is it, uh, is it sitting on your hard drive? Have you thought about getting it edited? Did you reread it at all or, or what? I actually did reread it, and I have been going back slowly trying to work out the main storyline I want to go with, and I'm thinking about rewriting it. Yeah, it's it's the thing about writing fast like that is, I mean, it's a great feeling, but when you go back, you you you're gonna need a rewrite, right? I think most people would, yeah. right? But you, but you have the raw material, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I really <laughs> like to um tell people that my first drafts are essentially my outlines because I'm such a bad outliner. Like I said, my werewolf turned into a steampunk mystery. <laughs> That it's better to just get out a general storyline for me and then to go back and think, okay, what are the plot points that really matter? What is the story I was actually trying to get out? And then to do another draft based on that. That makes a lot of sense. So you're using the the first draft as an outline, and a very robust outline, I would imagine, you know, with lots of words in it, um, and then fill that out with uh, with the valid plot points. That makes that makes a lot of sense. And with without that deadline, you would have, well, no, nothing, <laughs> right? Now you've got fifty thousand words that you're going to rewrite and use as an outline. Otherwise, you would have had nothing. <laughs> so that, that's what I think is great about NaNoWriMo. It gives people, like you said, that deadline to 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 do that. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. So um, in the subsequent years, in 2012 and 2013, did you write the same sort of thing? Did you extend your story? What what kinds of things did you write then? Well, in 2012, I actually did... Again, I returned to Steampunk, and this time on purpose at least, <laughs> and did a take on kind of the Batman mythology because I'm obsessed with the entire Bat universe. So I kind of wrote about this disillusioned um, young woman who gets drawn into crime fighting. And that was 2012. And then in 2013, I actually did it. I tried young adult about a young girl who changes religions and how that affects her relationship with her family. Okay. Is that is there a supernatural thing going on in either one of those uh, two? Um, no. In the kind of Batman take one, there's are definitely fantastical technological involvements, but not the supernatural. And the other is contemporary mainstream young adult. Was that a uh, was a young adult? Um... I'm really interested in young adult uh, and new adult, actually. So, is there was that a? Did it take a different kind of mindset to do that? Were you kind of always aware of kind of your potential audience, or what's the difference between like writing young adult and writing other things that are maybe not young adult? Well, for me, um, I think one of the biggest constraints was that because I wasn't adding any. speculative fiction aspects to it it was that I really had to get in the main character's headspace more 
And I also had to, I mean, I'm not quite that old, so it wasn't hard to think back to about how confining it can be and about how few decisions you really have. And so I had to let that govern a lot of how I wrote her and how I wrote the things she did. Yeah, that makes that makes a lot of sense. I guess it's about getting in the head of the character more than it is just thinking about the audience. That, that actually makes a lot of sense to me. That's cool. And those you're going to probably rewrite and edit as well? I am. I'm actually working on editing the young adult one now. And another great thing about um, my writing group is that they actually meet outside of November and we critique each other's work. And so I even brought the first chapter of the young adult one to one of our critique groups. Okay, that's great. So they go on beyond November. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, so that leads me to you. Uh, you you have a, a short story published uh, that you sent to me. You sent me the link to it um, earlier. Uh, is that part of that group? Um, no. Okay. That was actually with um, Foil and Phaser, and they're like a a writing subgroup of the podcast. I think is Sword and Laser. That's a book okay. review um, channel, and I found them through the Goodreads site. So okay, yeah. So it's a Goodreads site, that, uh, a group that's also a podcast, and they organize this um, short story anthology. Yeah. Right. And was it was based around NaNoWriMo of 2013, right? Um. Yes. The idea is to get people, especially those who might not feel comfortable aiming for 50,000 words, to at least write something. And hopefully, all together, we can reach fifty thousand words. Ah, uh, I see. I see. That's a good call. And so you submitted to that, and you've got a you've got a, uh, a short story in there right now. I'm right. That's great. I uh, I read the beginning of it because you only, uh, you only, you sent it earlier today, a couple hours ago. So I read uh, the beginning, but I haven't finished it yet, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> but it's uh, it's pretty interesting what I've read so far of it. Um, it sounds cool. And was that part of was that part of a novel that you turned into a short story, or, or was it a short story you wrote during NaNoWriMo for this uh, collection? It was a short story I wrote for the collection in addition to the other novel. And I did that because I have a very bad habit of not finishing things sometimes. So National Novel Writing Month forces me to get out at least 50,000 words, but that kind of forced me to come up with the complete story. Even though it was a very rough story, a story I wrote the ending to at the very last minute, it still gave me a deadline to come up with the complete story. That's great. I have the same problem with not finishing it's it's terrible, uh, but yeah, short story you can finish. So you did that on top of the novel, then. Um, correct. Oh, wowzers. Okay, so you're like, why not, do, not? Let's just not write. Let's not just write a novel. Let's write a short story as well <laughs> on top of a novel. <laughs> why stop at a novel? Yeah. In, in <laughs> 
<laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's good. I'll put a link to that in the show notes as well so people can find that um, and, and take a look at it. It's available free on Smashwords um, in, in, in various formats and at Barnes & Noble and other places, I noticed. So I'll definitely put a link to that in the show notes so people can find, can find that. That's great. When you uh, when you write the novels for National uh, for NaNoWriMo, do you... Do you finish the story? Do you do you give it an ending, or is it like just the first fifty thousand words of a story? Um, in the past, I've given forced endings, if that makes sense. Basically, it, I um write something just so I can say technically it is an ending, even though it makes absolutely no sense, <laughs> and right. like the the loss of the universe that I've created <laughs> so far is still something I can type the end after. <laughs> I get it. So you, you kind of know in the back of your head it's not really the ending that's going to be on the, the final product, but you want to be able to wrap it up and say the end so you can say you wrote the novel, right? Yes. Yeah. I also do that in part because I feel like with novels, not so much short stories, but with novels, if I start on one and then I don't write some kind of ending, I feel like it's an excuse to never go back. Because, I mean, why go back and edit the novel if technically I haven't finished writing the first draft? Yeah, so that's a good that point. The, the end forces me to say, okay, I need to go back and look at this. Yeah, that makes sense, because then if you're sitting there with an unfinished story with no end and no deadline anymore, uh, you're not going to go back to it and finish it, most likely. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think a lot of that's a matter of knowing yourself as well, right? It is. <laughs> like you know that if you don't put the ending on it, you're not going to go back and edit it, right? Right. Yeah. It's about knowing yourself and, and giving yourself the opportunity to, to kind of um, to succeed at that, right? Right. Definitely. So you you have basically three novels written in a in a at the very least a rough draft that you can now edit and use it for outlines and stuff. You're 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 doing nano this year, so you'll have four pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, what's your plan? Do you plan to shop them to traditional publishers? Do you plan to uh, self-publish? Um, I plan on doing a little bit of both. Um, the ones that are more speculative fiction, and if they're a series, I really think that I might look into self-publishing. But the mainstream young adult and the standalone novels, I think I want to query. I'm actually hoping to query the young adult one by the end of next year for traditional okay. publishing. Okay. Uh, that kind of makes sense because I know... The traditional kind of thinking in self-publishing right now is that series seem to sell really well. So it makes sense to self-publish those, get them out there, maybe make some money off of them, you know. And then um, and then do the standalones as, as, as maybe traditional um, and give those a shot in that realm. That way, you get, That's the nice thing about having so many products, right, <laughs> is that you can do that. You can split it up. You know, you don't have to either or. You can do both. Um, yes, and that's one of the reasons... I like to write across genres and experiment with voice and style. And I think Nano actually helps me do that because I feel like it's a time when I can break out of my element. Yeah, that's a good point. It gives you a chance to experiment. 
So for the other eleven months, <laughs> are you um are you still writing? Are you doing a lot of editing or or, or I what? Am, I am. I'm doing a lot of writing, mostly of short stories, and then I try to edit the novels I wrote for National Novel Writing Month, and also I try to do camp nano. But I haven't been as successful there. I've only won once with Camp. Uh, can you explain what Camp Nano is? Um, yes, Camp Nano is when they, I think they're doing it in April and either June or July. And it's the same thing where you have a deadline to write a novel. Except they've gotten, it's a lot more, um, unstructured because they let you set your own word goals and you can write anything including screenplays, scripts, poetry. Um, some people write the outlines for comic books. So it's like National Novel Writing Month except you don't have to shoot for 50,000 and it doesn't have to be a fiction no novel. So for instance you could say okay in April I want to write 15,000 words of a nonfiction memoir. And you uh, could, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. I would like that. Because <laughs> I'm writing a memoir right now. So, okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some fiction, but I keep going back and forth between the two and not finishing either one of them. So, uh, <laughs> which is terrible, but, you know, I'm getting there. Um, so, and you've been doing all this with a full time job. I have. <laughs> that's the part that, that that amazes me just as much as the rest right you know because you're you're working a full-time job so and you're doing this on your breaks in the you do the mornings evenings both 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 mornings and evenings and you know just kind of plugging away and over time you you have and it sounds like you've gotten quite a lot done I have, and I think a lot of that is, well, I like writing so much that during the no month of November, I actually am able to tell myself I'll do something that I never do, which is get up early. <laughs> and so I try to get in 30 minutes before work and then 30 minutes on my lunch break. And so if I can just get in an hour or an hour and a half after work, and then the weekends is also a really productive time for me, especially if I'm going to a four-hour writing group meeting. I can usually get in 2000 that way. And I also cancel my Netflix subscription during the month of November. <laughs> so that's no Deep Space Nine rewatch re to distract me. <laughs> so you actually cancel your Netflix subscription completely for November. I do. <laughs> So there's no, so there's no temptation. Oh my gosh, that's funny. It's a good idea, right? It is. Yeah. You know, you know, you can tell yourself you're not going to watch it, but cancel it means you can't watch it, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and and why not cancel it if you're not going to watch it, right? So the yeah, yeah, it goes both ways. Oh man, I I don't know if I could commit to that. That's a tough one. <laughs> oh, I think about it all the time. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I'll bet. Well, once uh, December rolls around, you can re-enroll and uh, <laughs> then yeah. catch up on everything you uh, everything you missed, right? Right. Yeah. 
the uh, my last guest uh, from last uh, from two episodes ago was uh, Ashley Carlson, and she was saying like during November you you have to really give up uh, a lot, you know, not a lot, but you have to give up some of your social life or your TV watching time or whatever it is, you know, if you want to succeed, you know, you're gonna have to to uh, to make those sacrifices, and it sounds like you're saying the same thing, yeah. You know, in a way. Yeah, I'm actually pretty fortunate in, in that. Um, the writing group I'm a part of is a big part of my social life, so those two things can somewhat overlap for me. Oh, uh, right. So the, even your social activity is geared towards writing in some way or another. That's really nice. Good, good overlap. So um, the other thing I wanted to talk to you about uh, quickly is that so you you publish under a under a pen name. I, I, I'm always fascinated when people when people do that. Uh, I know a lot of people do, and I th- and I, and I'm thinking about doing it myself. Um, is there a, do you have a reason why? And do you do you intend to publish under more than one uh, pen name, or uh, what's your strategy there? Um, I do intend to publish under more than one, but I intend for them all to be connected. And right now, I'm looking at seasons, so winters will probably be speculative fiction and then summers for mainstream young adult and literary. I get it. Okay. And that's for why. Because I am over the top shy and anxious. (laughs) And so the thought of someone reading something and being able to connect it back to me it's just overwhelming. When I was in elementary school, sometimes they would read my poems out loud because I was a huge poet then, and I would have to leave the room. I would just get up without permission and walk out the room because they were reading something that I wrote, (laughs) and that's, I don't like that. That is, that's amazing. That's great. That's a good reason. It's, and you, so you're using a, uh, Denise Winters for your speculative stuff, and you'll use Summers for the other. That's a good idea. And so you, <laughs> so you're super shy, right? And you don't want to have your name on it because you don't want people connecting that, right? Um, yeah. But you were gracious enough to come onto the podcast, which I really appreciate, <laughs> right? This isn't this isn't something that shy people generally do, I don't think. Well, only under my pen name. <laughs> Right, right, and that's the thing, right? It's under your pen name, so people will, can't Google search your name and find this and stuff. Yeah, I get it. I get it. I hear that. I hear that from other people as well. That uh, having the pen name gives you kind of, um, I don't know, like an alter ego or something, where you can say and do things perhaps that you might not do with your real name, and you're not worried about uh, your coworkers googling you or whatever it might be, right? Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> Especially some of the stories I. Um, considered and come up with because I do get into some pretty strange things especially with my love of all things folklore and mythology I, I don't want people thinking of that especially co-workers when they see me <laughs> right right that makes sense so you have this um, other life do they know that you're right do your co-workers know that you're right they do they do. They know that I um, do National Novel Writing Month, but they don't. I don't know if they know quite how serious I am about it. 
okay, so they know that you do it. They don't know how serious, and they don't know, and they don't, they don't know your pen name, so they wouldn't know. Even when you when you begin to publish these novels, that they won't, they won't know that it's you. Um, so they'll, they'll just kind of, they will, they'll never know how <laughs> until you tell them, unless you tell them like how serious you are about it. Precisely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's great. I love that. <laughs> um. Yeah, that that makes that makes a lot of sense. Um, I struggle with that myself because I've got, um, you know, I, I uh, you know, you have a reputation you want to uphold or or whatever it might be, right? And, and right. sometimes you just don't want your family or whatever reading reading the the stuff you're writing and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I understand that completely. Um, so and then you come on, you know, to podcast, do interviews and stuff as your as your pen name, which makes which makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense for sure. And I'm absolutely really worried because I've been told I have a distinctive voice. <laughs> well, if they stumble on this and they ask you, you just say, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, all people in the South talk like this. This is how we talk, every single last one of us. <laughs> That's right. So there you go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you know, I don't know if you have if there's much danger of people you know stumbling on this podcast. Maybe, maybe not. But, um, but you know, as you as you continue to do this, you know, you never know. But, but you could always say, if, if it's not already in their minds that it's you, they probably won't recognize it, right? Right. Yeah, I, I guess. Um, yeah, I wonder about that too sometimes. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the whole distinctive voice thing. Everybody in the South sounds the same. That's really funny. Uh, as a Northerner, you know, that kind of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, that is funny. Um, <laughs> so, that's yeah, that's great. That is amazing to me. I uh, yeah, I hope I finish it someday. <laughs> NaNoWriMo. Cool. I decided this year not even to, ch- not even to participate. I, I kept... Back and forth on it, and uh, a whole week in November went by, and I was like, "Oh, forget it," because I'm November is really busy for me, okay. and uh, and so I'm just gonna I'll write what I can, and I'll publish what I can, and be done with it, and not worry about it. So well, hopefully, maybe camp might be more up to your speed. Maybe. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, it might be actually. That would be, and the time of year is a lot better for me too. So that might work out. But I know, I know, I have uh, a lot of listeners who are doing nano, and I think that it's good to, uh, you know, trying to um, kind of focus on that for November on the podcast, just to give people inspiration and and uh, you know see how other people do it, and that you can do it when you're working full time or, you know, whatever it might be. So. That's the main thing is, you know, the inspiration, right, of knowing people who have actually done it, who have who have finished it. Oh, absolutely. So um, today is the 8th of November. Uh, where are you now, word count-wise? This year is a complete anomaly because I am at 26,422 words. What? Yes, and that's because every single other year I have been right at or below the word count and then the last few days had to do ridiculous things like the 7,000 words in a day. So I said, this year I am not going to do that. I am going to get ahead of this. And I really, really got ahead of it. Oh, my God. You're, you're over halfway there, and it's only the eighth. Yeah. 
holy congratulations that's great thank you <laughs> wow so the little uh that little you know how they have a little projected word count thing on the mm -hmm. site yours must be in the hundreds um yes i'm i should be done by the 16th i think <laughs> you could almost do it twice well, there I do know some people who are going for a hundred thousand in one month. Oh, uh, yeah. Best of luck to them. Yeah, yeah. There's a guy on the uh, Rocking Self Publishing podcast. I can't remember his name, unfortunately, but he did he did fifty thousand in a day on November first. But it was like a full twenty four hours, and you know, it was just it's just insane, you know. Yeah. Those cannot be publishable words, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> it's craziness. So, but uh, that's amazing. So that you're way ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. You can kind of just coast if you want. Well, you're probably not going to though. <laughs> but I'm not going you know, to. Yeah, maybe you could actually uh, put a real ending on this one. You know, get to maybe 70 <laughs> or 80 and uh, actually end it. I don't it. want to get carried away here. <laughs> yeah, it's like get ahead of ourselves, right? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, well, great. Well, congratulations so far. I'll I'll, uh, I'll try to check back in with you later on in the in the month and see see how you're doing. Um, in fact, this podcast is going to go up on the uh, 14th because uh, okay. I published on Fridays. So by the time the 14th rolls around, who knows where you'll be? Maybe I'll maybe I'll drop you an email and I can put in the show notes an update of where you are word wise. Okay. Would that be cool? That would be fine. Yeah, because you know, th this time next week you'll, you know, you'll be way ahead probably. <laughs> that is wild. Oh wow, oh, make me feel like a slacker. <laughs> Wowzers! Oh, that's great. So yeah, so I'll I'll put a I'll put a link to your short story in the show notes at ericmarshall.net, and I'll put your uh, updated word count and. Um, you know, as you begin to publish uh, these things later, maybe next year, I can also send links out. You know, um, on the on the show notes and stuff like that too. Okay, thank you. Just give you a little, you know, give you a little push there. So that is great. Well, uh, thanks a lot for doing this. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> no problem. Do you have um, a social media presence as Denise Winters that you want to send people to or not? I do have a Twitter account. It is Denise Winters One. One. Okay. Yep. Um, so Denise Winters One, and I'll put that in the show notes as well. And that's on Twitter, you say? On Twitter. All right. Great. Great. And then uh, I'll put that in the show notes as well. So if people want to uh, follow you and hit you up on Twitter and, and get uh, updates of your progress, that would be awesome. Cool. All right. Well, great. Well, thanks a lot. I'm going to wrap up here. Okay. Thank you. Have All right. Day. You, you too. Thanks a lot. Bye. Bye.